0: Hey there, faculty and students. Welcome to this week's edition of the VISTA 22 podcast. I am joined today by the leaders of the clinical phase build teams. So we have the exploration phase, build team leader, Aaron McMaster. Um, The exploration phase was previously called the core clerkship experience, or the core clinical experiences, rather, the CCE phase. And then I also have the Horizons build team co-leaders, Gita Madalini and Jessica Killam. Um, This is formerly known as advanced studies. So I'm gonna take a moment to just ask these three panelists to introduce themselves to you, and then we'll launch into some questions that we have about the clinical years and how Vista is looking in terms of renovating the the clinical years. So let's start with you, Dr. McMaster. Um, Just tell us a a brief one-liner about yourself.
1: I'm Erin McMaster, and I am currently the
0: Pediatrics Clerkship Director and am the co-leader for the Exploration Phase Build Team. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, And let's turn to the Horizons Phase Build Team now.
2: Jessica, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jessica Killam, and I am one of the co-leaders for the Horizons Build team, and I've been involved with the ABTS course for the past couple of years.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And your co-leader is Gita. Gita, do you want to introduce yourself?
3: Yep. I'm Gita Maddalini. I'm one of the internal medicine hospitalists. I'm a former uh, UMass medical school graduate, um, and I'm excited to be a co-leader for the Horizons Phase Build team.
0: And I'm so thankful that you guys took some time out of your busy days to come and update the community on this part of the renovation. So let's start with a question for Aaron. Can you give us a, just a, a really high-level update on the, the progress of your build team? What are you guys up to?
1: Sure. Sure. So... You know, looking ahead to the exploration phase, which starts in March of 2024, we've been really focused on sort of big picture items, I would say, so far. So we have a scheduled template for the exploration phase, which is really exciting, um, covering 12 months of clinical time that students will have. We've been collaborating with the benchmark and biomedical content experts to really try to integrate content and are making great gains with health system science, anatomy and radiology. Um, and we've been focusing a lot on assessments and grading and consulta- consultation
0: with the LPAT leaders. That's awesome. Thanks so much. Um, Jessica and Gita, can you give us a high-level overview of your progress?
3: Yeah, so we'll keep it very high-level because we're certainly in the infancy of this, but um, there's been a name identified, as we've alluded to, um, within the new VISTA curriculum. And so we are calling the fourth year now the Horizons phase. Um And we're excited because we've now expanded membership within our build team um, to have really strong representation from a lot of different departments, um, which we think will help ensure that we're approaching the redesign in a comprehensive way. So we now have representation from internal medicine, family medicine, pediatrics, you know, critical care, surgery, palliative care, we have mentors and students. um, And this build team is really just getting underway at at starting to um, adjust what the current, you know, adjust the current requirements, adding new elements, and really explore scheduling options. And, you know, since this is not going to roll out until April 2025, um, we're very still, we're very much still in the early stages of this, but we're excited by the ideas that we've generated so far.
0: Thank you. It sounds like both teams have really been hard at work. Erin, I'll return to you. What are some of the principles your team's been working with in renovating that third, that critical third year of medical school?
1: So, you know, the CCE year as it has been um, is a predominantly clinical experience. And I think, you know, students have been very happy with the clinical rotations, but what we haven't been great about is the integration of the biomedical and the health system sciences. It's been sort of hit or miss depending on what students see clinically. And so I think we're really focusing on more intentional integration and having really deliberate curriculum around that biomedical um, and health system science content as well as the other benchmark content. Um, So I, I think that's been a big principle that we've been working on. We're also looking a lot at student wellness Thinking about ways to optimize the learning environment by decreasing student density on rotations um, making sure that we can really kind of optimize our assessments, which are a very stressful component of the clerkship year um, and, and trying to make that process better for everyone involved.
0: That sounds great. Um, how about the horizons phase? What, what are you guys um, working on for, in terms of principles?
3: So. I think what I'd say is that our overarching goal has really been to try to keep the elements that seem to be working well in the current link curriculum. But try to adapt to address what are sort of perceived deficiencies within the fourth year as it stands. And so what I mean by this is that there's both a national conversation about fourth year that's happening and has been described in the literature, as well as specific feedback um, from our students, as well as residency program directors. About you know things that we they would hope that our students could you know were better prepared in and, and both of these things have really helped us to shape our redesign. Our main goal is to keep this student centered, and so we want to allow for sort of tailored programming that fits the learner's needs, but also kind of supports progressive autonomy. And so when we're thinking about what the perceived deficiencies are, these are things like honing technical and procedural skills really getting to emphasize interprofessional and team-based care, all the while kind of encouraging um, curiosity and scholarly inquiry. And we want to keep an emphasis on one student-centered approach, as well as incorporating sort of cohorted and longitudinal peer curricula sort of throughout the fourth year. That
0: sounds great. Um, I noticed that both of your build teams really uh, dove into schedule redesign and sort of creating structure as one of the first items. Um, Can you comment, Erin, on some unique features to that schedule redesign for the exploration phase?
1: Yeah, so our schedule is now gonna be divided into four integrated units. Um, And within each of those units, there are three four-week blocks. Two of them will be inpatient and um, will be of the various sort of typical clerkship domains. So for example, pediatrics and obstetric gynecology are in one block together. Um, in one integrated unit together, excuse me. And so they'll have four weeks of inpatient pediatrics, four weeks of inpatient OBGYN, but there also then is an ambulatory block and this is consistent throughout each of the integrated units. And it's something that students really were looking for was having more time in that ambulatory setting. And so for every clerkship, there will be a separate block that has ambulatory time within that. We also are really excited for a longitudinal family medicine experience and students will be assigned to a family medicine practice where they will spend time throughout that exploration phase um, and continue to return to that site, each of the integrated units. The other big change, well, actually two more big changes. One is the population and community health clerkship is now part of the exploration phase. And so uh, about halfway through the year, students will be spending two weeks in the community really focused on the social determinants of health. And we have um, specific time in our schedule for both radiology
0: and anatomy, which we're really excited about. Those are some big changes. How about uh, Jess and Gita? What are some of the features that you guys want to highlight about the schedule redesign for the horizon space?
3: So, I mean, I think what we're trying to do is, is kind of keep what's working and try to create new things to address the specific deficiencies that have been identified. And so... What I would say is probably the biggest new feature of the Horizons phase is that there is going to be sort of retention of the traditional block scheduling that we have. Um, And we'll get into, I think, a little bit later about some of the new things that may be incorporated in those blocks, but we're also introducing a new feature um, that we're calling intersessions. And so these are sessions that are going to take place between our traditional blocks, which you know may hold required rotations or electives, but these intersessions are gonna be you know, week long sessions that help us to one, deliver consistent content to students, two, kind of give students a chance to periodically come back together as a cohort during a year that can often feel a lot more isolated um, than years one through three. And three, give students flexibility with scheduling, um, because each intersession is going to be offered twice, um, but the student student will only need to attend it once. We're still working out what exactly those groups will be, um, but we're excited because we think this is a cool new feature that will help us um, with content delivery and and really keep to that student-centered approach.
0: Thank you. I'm really excited about some of the changes coming to fourth year. Um, I'll turn back now to Aaron in the exploration phase. Um, who have you been collaborating with in this process? You mentioned a, a few players, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about your team and consul- consultants.
1: Sure. So um, we've had a really collaborative team. Uh, the the bill team members themselves are from all the different clerkship um, specialties, as well as um, leaders from our our flexible, what are currently called clinical experiences will be flexible professional experiences. Um, and we've also had consultants from health system science, from um, our social determinants of health benchmark, from the early clinical build, from that LPAT team, from anatomy, from radiology. And we've had a really great collaborative effort from our students who've been giving us feedback and really helping to inform our final um, model for that, um, the schedule that we just talked about um, and there's certainly future collaboration to come as we really delve more into the content of our curriculum and and move away from the scheduling which is what we've been focused on so far
0: and how about for the horizons phase who who all have you guys been working with um, in terms of collaboration
2: so thus far we've um really been working internally um, with our build team we've been reaching out and checking in with um, the advanced studies curriculum um, as well as the EPC as needed. Um, But we are still so far away from our start date that we've um, pretty much just been working internally at this point.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Erin, have you guys talked at all in, in the exploration phase build team about incorporation of longitudinal content areas? Have you come up with a plan or an approach there?
1: Yeah, so if you're thinking about sort of the biomedical content areas, as I already mentioned, we're gonna have actually discrete time in our schedule for anatomy and radiology, but moving forward, we'll wanna make sure we're addressing pharmacology, nutrition, and other important um, longitudinal biomedical content. And then as far as sort of the benchmark content, we're working closely with the leadership in each of those domains to make sure that we deliberately integrate it into our curriculum um, and have actually really mapped that out nicely with health system science as sort of our, our first phase of that. And I think we'll use that model moving forward for all the other
0: benchmark content as well. Thank you. And Jessica and Gita, um, how about the, I, recognizing that you guys are a little bit earlier in the process, have you thought about incorporation of those biomedical and benchmark uh, longitudinal content areas?
2: So again, we're still in the really early, early planning, and we don't have firm details yet, um, but we're exploring all the ways that we can support the benchmark areas on the health system sciences, the heading, population and community health, and the patient and provider wellness. Um, And we're just having conversations and brainstorming at this point about what, what we can do to support these areas.
0: That makes sense. Um, this question is specifically for the horizons phase. I'm wondering if you guys can speak to the potential for new rotations in the fourth year. I know there's been some conversation about what might become new required rotations for fourth year learners that address some of those gaps that um, Gita was talking about when she was thinking about principles earlier in this conversation.
3: Yeah, so I think this is something that we're we're really excited about, but we are looking to, to feature um, a few new rotations in the fourth year. And again, we're, we're still in the idea stage. Nothing's been approved, um, but what we're hoping for is um, to include a critical care selective. And so that would help us to kind of address learning needs, give students a more solid foundation as they transition to residency allow us to place more of an emphasis on technical and procedural skills, um, as well as exposure to caring for critically ill patients. And again, we're still very much exploring what this could look like, how we're gonna build it, you know, trying to avoid it being an observership, but how do we you know, make it meaningful with, with how many other learners are present in the ICUs. Um, but the advantage there is that there's a lot of different learning environments um, and the potential to be spe- specialty specific you know, because there are medical and surgical ICUs, pediatric, neonatal. So definitely more to come on this as we build this out more. One of the other things we're trying to feature is a new teaching elective. And so this will likely take place within the intersession curriculum, um, but we're hoping to provide both didactics on the theories, fundamentals of teaching and adult learning theory, as well as a project um, with some sort of active teaching requirement. We're hoping to make the uh, an advanced cur- uh, communications curriculum more present and active um, within the fourth year. Again, would probably take, take place within the intersessions. And then the last um, probably big thing is that we're looking to incorporate something we're calling boot camps. Um, and so these would be specialty specific. Um, they would take place towards the end of the fourth year. Um, but we're looking to make it a two-week session um, that helps to prepare students for the immediate transition to internship that lies ahead, You know, hone skills, get back into clinical mode when maybe some of them have been out of that mode for several months but also create an opportunity for a warm handoff to residency program directors about the students in a sort of lower stakes environment because it is post-match, but allow us to sort of convey to these program directors, you know, this is what the student's doing well, this is what they still need to work on, and really allow for for a more seamless communication um, between uh, the medical school and the residency program.
0: Thanks. There's uh, so much that will be new um, and evolved about fourth year. My next question for you is going to be about intersessions. I feel like you've covered a lot of what the potential content of those intersessions will be in your previous comments. Um, But I'm curious if you have anything else you'd like to include or say about intersessions or reflect on how other schools have done something like that cohort regrouping in fourth year.
3: Yeah, so I think some of the stuff I've touched on already are, we're hoping to have a teaching curriculum there, advanced communications curriculum, but we're also looking to use this time to incorporate um, some of the other other requirements or things that are featured in the current curriculum that may not necessarily have the same home as we move forward. So things like, uh, you know, careers in medicine content, there may be some sort of pathways or capstone time in here. Um, we're likely adapting ABTS uh, to be maybe more of a journal club format perhaps, but we think that this would would fit well within intersessions. and then things like HSS, HSS Heidi, um, we can kind of incorporate them these things there as well as give dedicated time um, to meet with mentors. And you know some of the inspiration to this did come from looking you know what other schools do within their curriculum and so, one that comes to mind is, um, is U Michigan. And so they have actually termed their, their third and fourth year, um, the branches. And so within this, they're kind of cohorted into a longitudinal curriculum within one of four areas. And these areas are completely student, you know, selection based uh, on their clinical interests. And they emphasize that students can um, enter any specialty from any branch, but the branches that they have are patients and populations procedure- based care, diagnostics and therapeutics, and a, um, a systems and hospital-based care. So there is sort of a precedent for this sort of longitudinal cohorted curriculum within fourth year. and so we're excited to, to think about this more and, and, and hopefully incorporate it in a meaningful way um, into our horizons phase.
0: Really exciting times. Um, I wanted to turn back now to the exploration phase and ask you, Erin, you did mention this longitudinal family medicine clerkship, and I think that's a pretty novel thing. So I was wondering if you wanted to talk more about that or reflect on how that experience might benefit our learners.
1: Yeah, it is something we're really excited about. And, And similar to what Gita said, we looked a lot at what other schools were doing. Um, related to some longitudinal clerkship content. Um, And we really felt that family medicine was the ideal place in in our particular um, curriculum for this to happen. And so students, as I mentioned earlier, will be assigned to one particular clinic that they'll get to revisit over time. And what we love about this is that students are going to get to hopefully see some patient populations over time and, and have some longitudinal patient experiences that they don't really get in our current model. They are also going to be able to return then to these clinics with more sophisticated skills as they go through subsequent weeks as they gain additional knowledge from the other clerkships that they're rotating through. And so their preceptors are really going to get to see their growth over the entire exploration phase and provide a more longitudinal assessment that we don't currently have for our students. And I think for all those reasons, um, it's um, something we're really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I love that idea of a preceptor or a site of preceptors being able to appreciate an individual learner's growth over time. I think that has so much potential for more robust assessment and formative feedback for the learner too. I know one of the things that the exploration team said at the outset was a challenge in our current curriculum is this idea around learner density, um, or too many learners at a site at a time, uh, not enough clinical space. Can you, can you speak a little bit to how this new model attempts to address learner density to some degree?
1: Sure. It definitely was an important principle for us as we were thinking about developing our schedule. And so currently, uh, our CCE year through link has a nine block model and so students are divided by nine um, into those rotations, we are in the moving forward in the exploration phase we're going to have 12 different blocks, and so that ultimately decreases the learner density right away. On top of that though, we also are looking to increase our footprint at different clinical sites um, and have some exciting new um, rotations that will be coming into play as well. And so with both the schedule changes and the exciting new rotation um, locations, I think we're really gonna be able to address that concern that students have had that it's just been oversaturated at some of the clinical sites
0: to date. Thank you for that um, explanation and um, thoughtful reflection on on learner density and how some of the changes that your groups come up with will address that a bit more successfully. So to our listeners this week, thank you for your attention today. You'll notice that we brought together two years and two phases. together. And this coupling was purposeful to to highlight how we strongly believe that clinical learning is a continuum. And we want to be more successful in the new curriculum with integration deliberate integration between and across phases. We want to make sure that educators in the fourth year know what third-year educators are doing and what the expectations of third-year learners are. Um, Certainly our longitudinal family medicine model will help us to see that distinction between what an early third-year learner looks like and what a learner looks like at the end of third year um, to this same concept. So I'm going to turn back to our panelists now and just ask for any other thoughts or reflections or comments before we close for the week.
3: Just want to say for having us. We're excited to keep moving forward and 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 happy to uh, update people on on where we're at. Thank you. Thank you so much for the update.
1: And I was going to say similar, it's great to be able to talk about what we're doing, but I also love that you brought us all together because it's exciting for me to hear what the Horizons phase is doing as well. And I think helps us to inform and give us some ideas of things we can continue to bring into the exploration phase as well.
0: Thanks so much. And I appreciate all the work that you guys are doing, leading these teams and the membership for these two build teams uh, is full of really uh, strong educators, people with great innovative ideas who are volunteering their time and putting this effort in to make sure that we are creating an educational product that's really meaningful uh, to our graduates. So thank you guys for your leadership. Thank you for build team members. And thank you for listening to this week's podcast.